Hi, I'm Rick Warren and Merry Christmas. Christmas is going to be here very soon. And Jesus said in Luke 14, 23, go out into the highways and the countryside and urge everybody you find to come in so that my house will be full. Who are you thinking of to bring to your church? Maybe it's a friend or a neighbor or maybe your accountant or the person who rings up your groceries at the local market. Whoever it is, I want to challenge you to be a light at Christmas and invite them to services at your church. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with our Christmas series called Behold the Best News Ever. In this series, Pastor Rick looks into the Bible and shares the good news that God really wants us to behold this Christmas. Before we get started, we want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means that every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called, Christmas is for all people. Now this Christmas weekend, I want us to focus on just three words of the Christmas story. It is the phrase, for all people for all people. It's found in the words of the angels in the very first Christmas announcement in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. Luke chapter 2, verse 10 says this, the angel said to the shepherds, you know this story, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be, circle this, for all people. Good news of great joy for all people. This is the first public announcement of Jesus' birth. And who is this announcement for? Everybody, everybody, everyone, all people. That means every race, every religion, every economic status, both men and women, and people in all places around the world. When the angel announced the good news of Christmas is for all people, do you see any restrictions there? No. You see any qualifiers there? No. Any limits? No. Any conditions on who gets to hear and respond to the good news? None. Christmas is for all people. Now that's the title and the theme of this Christmas weekend message. By the way, 40 days later, uh, when Jesus goes to the temple, 40 days later, when he goes to the temple to be dedicated by his parents to the Lord, there, a very old priest named Simeon held the baby Jesus and said this, Luke chapter 2, verse 25, down to verse 34. I have seen the Savior that you've given to all people. Underline that, to all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. Now, we take this phrase, for all people, to all people, very seriously at Saddleback Church. We call ourselves an all-nation congregation. You've heard me say many times, we speak 169 languages in our church family. We meet on four continents. We, we say we want our church family to look like heaven. <clears throat> Why? Because God doesn't play favorites. And God loves diversity. 
If you don't like diversity, you have a problem with God, okay? Because it's his idea to make us all look and talk different. And, and it's his idea. And also, by the way, if you, if you don't like diversity, you're not going to like Saddleback Church. Because if you only want a spiritual home where everybody looks like you, thinks like you, and smells like you, that's not us. We're a church for all people because that's what God wants. But Christmas teaches us five facts about what God thinks about all people. This includes everybody and how he treats all people. I want you to write these down on your message outline this Christmas weekend. Number one, first, God shines his goodness on all people. God shines his goodness on all people. Many people think you only get good from God if you are good. No, no, no. That's confusing God with Santa. Santa's the one who said, you better watch out. You know, Santa Claus is coming. You better do good. No, no, no. The Bible says in Job 25, 3, God's light shines on all people. Matthew 5, verse 45, God causes his sun to shine on all people, both the good and evil. And he sends rain to both those who do right and those who do wrong. See, God doesn't play favorites with his grace and with his goodness. This is called common grace. It's given to everybody. And common grace is given even to atheists. You wouldn't draw your next breath if it weren't for the grace of God. You wouldn't be alive if it weren't for the grace of God. Whether you accept him, follow him, love him, serve him, trust him, God gives you his grace every moment of your life. The Bible tells us that every good thing in your life is a gift from God. Psalm 145, verse 9 says this, The Lord is good to everyone. Now, this is very different from what the world teaches. The world teaches you that you get what you deserve in life. Hindus call it karma. Karma is if something bad happens to you, it's because you deserve it. You were bad in a previous life. That's what they believe. I don't believe that, but that's karma. And, and I've actually dealt with people who uh, believed in karma, and when a hurricane or a shooting or a disaster comes along and you say, offer some hope, they don't have any hope. Why? Because they believe, if you believe in karma, it means this. You just get what you deserve, and if you, your home was blown away by a, by a hurricane last week, well, it's because you were bad in a previous life. Now, fortunately, God operates by grace, not by karma. If we got what we deserved, none of us would be here. If we got deserved, we would have nothing. Did you deserve to be born? No. Do you deserve to breathe air? No. Do you deserve to be able to see color and to taste flavors with your taste buds? No. Those are gifts of God. Do you deserve forgiveness? No. You see, the secret of getting through dark times, listen, is to focus on God's goodness, and God is good to everybody. Let me tell you a story. Robert Reisner uh, was a military pilot, and during the Vietnam War, when his plane was shot down over North Vietnam, he was captured, he was tortured for 32 days, and then he spent the next seven years in a whole hell, or a hell hole, of dank, dark, dirty cell, and he spent seven years as a prisoner of war, including three years in dark, solitary confinement with no light. He described those years as the essence of despair. And the way Robert kept his sanity during those dark days was amazing. 
He actually pried off the lid of the floor drain in his cell and he would lower his head into that opening and there through that cell drain, he could see a small ray of light and a solitary blade of grass. And Riser wrote, that little ray of light and that little sprig of color was like my daily transfusion for my soul. And I would begin each day in prayer to God, lying on the floor with my head down that vent, focusing on that single blade of grass, he said, I'd talk to God. It was my faith in God's goodness that kept me going all those dark years. By the way, after his release, he continued in the Air Force until he retired as a brigadier general. Now, you may feel you're in darkness these days. What do you do? Do the very first thing of Christmas. Look to God's goodness in little things. Look for God's goodness in the things you take for granted, like water and air and a bed. You'll see God's goodness if you just slow down and look. Now, in the Bible, Jesus is called the goodness of God. Jesus, who we celebrate his birth, when God came to earth in human form, Titus 3, 4 to 6 says this, when the goodness of God appeared, he saved us. Who's the goodness of God? Jesus. So at Christmas, God's goodness showed up in the flesh. Like a Hallmark card, God cared enough to send the very best. He didn't send a prophet. He didn't send an angel. He didn't send a teacher. He didn't send a politician. He came himself. So first at Christmas, we see that God shines his goodness on all people. Number two, how is Christmas for everybody? God showers his love on all people. He shines his goodness, but he showers his love on all people. God has never created anybody he doesn't love. You ever had a wedding shower? You ever gone to a baby shower? What happens when you go to a shower? You get tons of gifts. Psalm 145 verse 9 says, God showers compassion on all his creation. You know, I just have to pause right here and tell you a personal pet peeve. One of my personal pet peeves is water-saving shower heads. Oh, come on. They're so stingy. Don't call it a shower. Call it a dribble. And they're, they're so interested in saving water. Yeah, I know that's important, but not on the shower, okay? God doesn't dribble out his love. He showers it to us, and he showers it to all people. Psalm 42, verse 8, each day the Lord pours out, pours out his unfailing love upon me. I don't know about you, but when I eat salad dressing, I don't dribble the salad dressing on the salad. When I eat a salad, I pour on the dressing in honor of God pouring out his love. He just pours it out on us. Now, let let me be clear about this. Unconditional love, which God has for you, doesn't mean unconditional approval of everything you do. God loves you unconditionally. He certainly doesn't approve of everything you do. He loves me unconditionally. He certainly doesn't approve of everything I do. Do you love your kids? Yes. Do you approve of everything they do? No. Do you still love them? Yes. God doesn't approve of everything you do or that everything other people do, but he still loves you and he still loves them. How do you know God loves you? Well, there's several ways. Scripture tells us, first, he pays attention to every detail of your life. 
You've heard me say before that love is attention. When you pay attention to what's important to somebody else, you are loving them in that moment. Now, you may be saying, well, you know, God isn't interested in me. He doesn't pay attention to me. Are you kidding me? This is going to blow your mind, but God is fascinated with you. Huh? Yeah, he's fascinated with you. He has enough brain capacity, enough knowledge, enough uh, intelligence to be fascinated with everything he's created every day. He sees every tear that's fallen from your face. He's heard every laugh you've laughed, every giggle that you smiled at at a dumb joke or a comedy you're watching. He knows every hair on your hair, on your head. The Bible says your hairs on your head are numbered. He knows which ones fell out today in the sink. He even knows the original color. Now in Job 23, verse 10, it says this, God knows every way I take, and he is concerned about it, and he pays attention to it. Does God ever get too busy for you? No. Does God ever forget you? No. You know, I've talked to a lot of people who have tattoos, and I'll often say, why'd you get that tattoo? Where'd you get that tattoo? What's the, what's the meaning behind that tattoo? And, and people get tattoos often to remember something. They often get it to remember a loved one. Did you know that God has a tattoo of you? He does. Isaiah 49, 15 and 16 says this, can a mother forget her nursing child? But I will not forget you. I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. You may feel forgotten, but he's paying attention. On the palms of my hands, what's he talking about? The nail prints that Jesus had from dying on the cross for you. That God says the nail prints in Jesus' hands are God's tattoo of you. You may be, feel forgotten, but he's paying attention. Now, you know that he loves you, not only because he's paying attention, but because he took the initiative to save you. Love is action. Love is not just merely words. You know, it's like the guy said, honey, I love you. I love you. I would die for you. And she says, oh, you're always saying that, but you never do it. Love is acting on the behalf of others. Love is making your problem my problem. And that's exactly what God does when he says, I love you unconditionally. He takes your problem, he makes it his problem. Jesus coming at Christmas to die for you on the cross is the greatest example. Luke chapter 2, verse 10, today in the city of David, that's Jerusalem, Today in the city of David, a savior for you has been born. He is the Lord. By the way, one Jerusalem is Bethlehem, which is the city of David, because that's where David came from. But he says, a savior for you has been born. He is Christ the Lord. So think about this. How do we know Christmas is for everybody? For all people. Good news for all people. First, God shines his goodness on all people whether they're good or not. God showers his love on all people, whether we know it or don't, whether we respond or not. Number three, God shares the pain of all people. God is not some distant God when you're going through pain. When you're hurting, God is not unfeeling. He's not aloof. He's not callous. God is not some cosmic force in the sky, may the force be with you, that doesn't really care if you're in pain. He is aware. And not only is he aware, he cares. 
And he actually even goes beyond that. He shares. He shares the pain with you. Now, as a pastor, I talk to people in pain literally every day of my life. I don't know what pain you're going through right now. I don't know what causes the pain that you're going through right now. But I do know this. God is aware, God cares, and God is sharing. He shares your pain. The Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all three of them are sharing your pain. First, the Father shares your pain because he wired you. God made you. You're made in God's image. The only reason, by the way, you have the ability to feel anything is because you're made in God's image. God is an emotional God. The Bible says God grieves, God weeps, God gets frustrated. The Bible says God gets impatient. The Bible says God gets angry. Why do you have all those emotions? You're made in God's image. And so God is an emotional God. Psalm 33:15 said, God made the hearts of all people so he understands everything they do. In other words, God's never shocked by your emotions. He's never shocked by your thoughts. He's never shocked by anything. He understands why you do what you do better than you do. Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. So $50 becomes $100, $500 becomes $1,000, and so on. Whatever you give today will be doubled by the matching grant up to $100,000. But only till midnight December 31st. Anything not matched will be lost, so please give your best gift today. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Today, I want to share with you a very special testimony from one of our listeners named Marquita. And thanks to Daily Hope and your support, she recently asked Jesus Christ to be the leader of her life. Here's her story. So, Pastor Rick, I I wanted to let you know that I have prayed the prayer of salvation that you included in the Deepening the Eyes of Faith message. I've been listening to your messages for years. In fact, my child wouldn't even be here today if it weren't for your words. You wrote, there may be accidental parents, but there are no accidental children. Well, I've given birth to a beautiful baby girl, and she's the light of my life. In fact, it now hurts to remember a time that I was fighting to decide whether I was going to have her or not. But I repeated your words throughout my pregnancy. There are accidental parents, but there are no accidental children. And although I'm a single mom today with the support of my family, we're thriving. I want to make sure that she grows up to find her purpose and to serve God. So thanks for renewing my faith in God. And as I still try to find and fulfill my purpose, please pray for me and my child. Wow. Marquita, 
Uh, you are so right. God does have a plan and a purpose for every single baby. There are no accidental babies. So I want to take a moment right now and just pray for you in this broadcast. I pray for you and for your daughter. Lord, I'm asking you right now to put your hand of protection, your hand of blessing, your hand of guidance on Marquita and her daughter. And I'm praying for both of them to know your purpose, to feel your presence, to discover your power, to live in your plan for each of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.